0: Lake and welcome to Tibet this week, a weekly news edition on Tibet, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Central Tibetan Administration. Let's have a look at today's headlines. U.S. House passes Resolve Tibet China Dispute Bill. His Holiness the Dalai Lama congratulates President-elect of Finland, Alexandra Stubb. His Holiness the Dalai Lama and heads of the three pillars of Central Tibetan Administration extends greetings to Tibetans on Lossar. Sikyong Pembatsirin concludes official tour of Baltic states, UK, Belgium, begins South India visit. Central Tibetan administration announces commencement of household listing survey. Representative Namge Chudrup attends luncheon hosted by Czech embassy. The U.S. House has passed a bill that will strengthen U.S. effort to push the Chinese government to resolve the long standing Tibet China dispute through dialogue with Tibetan leaders. The bipartisan Promoting a Resolution to the Tibet China Dispute Act, also known as the Resolve Tibet Act, aims to pressure Chinese government to resume negotiation with the Dalai Lama's envoys or the democratically elected leaders of the Tibetan people which have been stalled since 2010. The bipartisan bill is introduced by Representative Jim McGovern and Michael McCall that dismisses the inaccurate Chinese claim over Tibet, which says Tibet has been part of China since ancient times and and empowers the State Department to actively counter China's disinformation about Tibetan history, people and institutions. The bill won a majority vote from the House with 392 in support, 28 against and 11 abstention.
1: This bill ensures that Tibetans have a say in their own future. It stresses the need for a direct dialogue between the CCP and the democratically elected leaders of Tibet, and that any resolution must be peaceful and include the voice of the Tibetan people. By passing this timely bill, the People's House would be standing up for the universal rights and aspirations of the Tibetan people,
0: This bill authorizes the State Department to take actions to counter Chinese Communist propaganda directed against Tibet and its history and its institutions. And for that reason, it ought to be strongly supported.
1: And again, I urge my colleagues to support this bill because it is about standing up for human rights. It is about standing up for the Tibetan people, a people who have been repressed for far too long. Um, And I thank all my colleagues for their support. I'm very thankful to Representative uh, McCall, Chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee, and Representative uh, Jim McGovern um, from the Democrat side in the House, uh, who sponsored this bill, uh, which has uh, now been passed in the House almost unanimously, with uh, 392 votes in favor, 17 against, and 11 abstentions. And even those who are uh, who have opposed the bill uh, what not were not opposing the content of the bill as such, but they want to make make the uh, bill much more stronger. Uh, otherwise uh, we could, uh, I think, uh, term it as a unanimous decision in the House. I very much appreciate all your uh, efforts, including um, Representative Meeks as the ranking member of the Foreign Affairs Committee in the House. And now we have to wait for the uh, Senate formulations to uh, pass the resolution and then take it to the Senate floor uh, to take it to the presidential accent. Um, I want to thank you again for all the to all the members who have uh, supported this bill and we look forward to turning it to an act with support from Senate as well with Senate uh, Senator Todd Young from the Republican side and Jeff Merkley from the uh, Democrat side and uh, Senator Ben Cardin is also the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee with whom we had a very long uh, relationship. Uh, We are hopeful that this will get through in the Senate as well for the presidential uh, extent. This is a a joint effort by many people uh, within the Congress who have been supporting us and uh, want to especially mention Todd Stein for taking the effort when he was working with uh, Representative McGowan and also staffers from McGowan's office, from Meek's office, from McCall's office, who have been uh, very, very uh, active in getting this uh, job done in the house. Um, And from our side, the Office of Tibet and the International Campaign for Tibet, lobbyists, uh, the other non-governmental organizations that have been uh, representing Tibet in the uh, Congress to push this bill. It has been a joint and cooperative effort from everybody that we could reach this stage. Now we'll have to wait for the Senate uh, to pass this bill and then uh, with the president's accent uh, to turn it into an act. We look forward to that and please uh, support this bill uh, in the Senate. Thank you very much.
0: His Holiness the Dalai Lama has written to Alexander Strapp to congratulate him on having been elected the next president of Finland. In the letter, His Holiness has said he hoped the international community would make concerted efforts to resolve violent conflicts through dialogue and diplomacy in order to contribute to the creation of a more peaceful and compassionate world. His Holiness wished the new president every success in meeting the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead in fulfilling the hopes and aspirations of the people of Finland. On Wednesday this week, Namge monastery led by Abbot Tamto Grumbuche offered a long life prayer to his holiness the Dalai Lama at his residence in Taramshala.
1: <speaking> in <Hebrew>
0: The spiritual leader of Tibet, His Holiness the Dalai Lama, extended his warmest greetings to Tibetans in Tibet and in exile on the occasion of the traditional Tibetan New Year, Losar, 2151, the Year of Wood Dragon. His Holiness expressed his appreciation to fellow Tibetans inside Tibet for their unflinching faith and devotion they possesses. Also, on the occasion of the Tibetan New Year, the heads of the three pillars of the Central Tibetan Administration extended their Lhosa greetings to the Tibetans around the world. Sikyong in his greeting beseeched Tibetans in exile to double down their efforts to preserve Tibetan identity and assured the people of His Holiness the Dalai Lama's health and said it's imperative to comprehend the intentions of the Guru and more importantly, it's crucial to put them into practice. Speaker of the Tibetan Parliament-in-Exile, Kempo Sunam Tempel, and Justice Commissioner Tenzin Lungtok also extends their Losar greetings. In the early morning on the first day of the Tibetan Lhasa on 10 February, officiating Sikyong Nonsi Doma, the current of the Department of Information and International Relations, and Deputy Speaker Doma srin from the Tibetan Parliament-in-Exile presided over the celebration. Tibetan parliamentarians, secretaries of Central Tibetan Administration's departments and staff, along with the monks of Namge Monastery and secretaries of Gandhi Bodang attended to observe the tsedor at Tekchen Choling Chulakang, a ceremony that was practiced since the second Dalai Lama. The ritual observance began with a prayer service, followed by an offering of the mandela to His Holiness the Dalai Lama's throne from the officiating Sikyong and deputy speaker. On Tuesday this week, U.S. Special Coordinator for Tibet Issues Undersecretary Azra Zia and U.S. Secretary of State Anthony J. Blinken made Lhasa greetings to Tibetans celebrating all across the world in their video message. In UK for the first time, Tibetan Lhosa was celebrated, hosted by the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Tibet, with much fanfare with nearly 80 guests consisting of parliamentarians, Tibetans and Tibet supporters, including Chinese and Uyghur friends. Good Friends of Tibet, MP Tim Lawton, Chair of the All-Party Parliamentary Group for Tibet, Lord Alton, MP Jim Shannon, MP Vera Hophouse, and Ben Rogers, as well as representatives of various Tibet organizations, were present. On the eve of Lhasa, a group of Lithuanian friends of Tibet gathered at the Tibet Square in Vilnius, an interesting hub of Tibet-related activities in Lithuania to celebrate Tibetan New Year, and showed solidarity with Tibetans with traditional Tibetan decorations along with artistic creation of ice sculpture. In Massachusetts, U.S., during the Lhosa celebration, Tibetan community honored former congressman Bernie Frank for his pivotal role in the resettlement of Tibetan refugees in the United States. The event marked the 32nd anniversary of a historic migration that began in 1992, following the passage of legislation that former congressman Frank sponsored. This legislation enabled 1,000 Tibetan refugees from India and Nepal to find a new home in the United States. A modest traditional celebration of Tibetan New Year also took place at the Office of Bureau of His Holiness the Dalai Lama, Office of Tibet Japan, Office of Tibet Nepal, Office of Tibet France, with the presence of distinguished guests and Tibet supporters. Sikyong members of the Central Tibetan Administration completed the official tour of four Baltic cities and returned to the United Kingdom on 1st February for chain of engagements, meeting Tibetan supporters, Tibet-related advocacy organizations, council members of Tibetan community in Britain and the UK VTAC. Sigyong attended the Warwick Economic Summit at the University of Warwick as a guest on 3 February, where he delivered a keynote speech under the theme of Tibet, Challenges of a Value-Based Freedom Movement to an Audience of 400 Plus in the Auditorium. Sikyong highlighted the human values of peace, respect and compassion inherently upheld in the Tibetan approach to resisting the communist government of China's violations of international law and order. Sikyong's official trip to Finland, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania and the United Kingdom was organized by Representative Sonam Farsi along with Secretary Loche Samden of the Office of Tibet London. Sikyong Pimpat arrived in Belgium on 4th February at the port city of Antwerp where the majority of Tibetans live. Sikyong interacted with the Tibetan youth and he reminded the younger generation of their responsibility of taking the Tibetan freedom struggle forward. Following that, Sikyong addressed the Tibetans living in Belgium where he spoke at length on the priorities of the Central Tibetan Administration followed by a question and answer session. After his official visit to Belgium, Sikyong Pempat returned to India for his rest of the official engagements in Bengaluru. Sighion addressed students and faculty members of Mount Carmel College, St. Joseph University and M.S. Ramaya University of Applied Sciences Center for National Security Studies on the following days. Sikyong emphasized in his speech the global significance of the Tibetan plateau as well as the historical and contemporary ties between India and Tibet. Sikyong shared his thoughts on China's current economic situation and underlined further the country's harsh policies towards the Tibetan people and its meddling in and misinterpretation of Tibetan affairs. During his Bengaluru visit, the Tibetan political leader gave an interview to Bala Johan from the New Indian Express regarding the Tibetan freedom movement. Sikyong later called on the former Foreign Secretary of the Government of India, Srimati Nirupama Rao, at the latter's residence. They discussed the current situation of Tibet and international support for Tibet and further sought her continuous support for the cause of Tibet. Before concluding the official engagements in Bengaluru, Sikyong Pimpat met and interacted with the Bengaluru-based Tibetan students at the Tibetan Youth Hostel. On Tuesday this week, following Bengaluru, Sikyong visited Tibetan settlements in the South India where he officially inaugurated the Indo-Tibetan Friendship Society, Hongsu Chapter. Sikyong began his first day of the four-day official engagements in Kolikal Tibetan Settlement. The Department of Religion and Culture, Department of Home, Department of Education and Department of Health jointly held a press conference on the Central Tibetan Administration's Household Listing Survey project earlier on 2nd February. Speaking to the media during the press conference, Secretary Pandit Hindup on behalf of all four departments introduced the objectives of this survey. He said due to the lack of proper household list of the Tibetan communities in India and Nepal, this forthcoming survey would provide the administration with an accurate statistics and help efficiently formulate future projects. The Secretary urged all the members of the Tibetan community across Tibetan settlements in India and Nepal to participate in this survey to cooperate with the endeavour that will allow the Central Tibetan Administration to serve exiled Tibetans' welfare successfully. The Czech Embassy in Washington, D.C. hosted a special lunch meeting at the residence of the Czech Ambassador on the occasion of the official visit of Veronika Mitkova, the Director of the Human Rights and Transition Policy Department of the Czech Ministry of Foreign Affairs on 6 February. Representative Namge Chudub and Stafford Sultim Gyazar from the Office of Tibet joined the lunch with human rights advocates from Cuba, Venezuela, Russia and Iran. The ambassador Starstack emphasized that the Czech government prioritized human rights and democracy as key components of its foreign policy. Director Mitkova recalled her memory of working with the president Václav Havel and her involvement in the field of human rights issue both in the government and civil society capacity. Representative Namgyal expressed deep appreciation to the Czech government and people for their unwavering support to Tibetan cause and their global and moral leadership in pushing back against the authoritarian regimes around the world and taking a principled foreign policy on human rights and democracy. That is all the news for this week's edition of Tibet This Week. Thank you for watching Tibet TV.